0: Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come this morning to say thank you, Lord. We thank you for this Advent season, your mercy, your love, and your grace. We also ask that continued special blessings go out to the families who have lost and have experienced the sadness of death of a loved one. We call upon you, Lord, for your guidance, your undying love, and for your Holy Spirit comfort. To give us the wisdom that we need this day to keep pressing forward to the most high call. Lord, I ask that you move me behind the cross and that you would allow my words to come forth. us with your spirit, dear Lord, in this time of waiting for a king, so many great things are going on, Lord, so we just come to you to just say thank you, Lord,
1: in Jesus'
0: name we pray, amen, turn to your neighbor and say, God makes all things possible, Turn to your other neighbor and say, God makes all things possible. Turn to yourself and say, I'm one of those possibilities that God has made. I'm one of those possibilities. Tell yourself, I'm one of those possibilities that God has made. For so it says in Luke one forty-seven through 49, that's one of the many different scriptures that were provided for lectionaries. But it simply reads. Luke 1 simply reads. My soul glorifies the Lord. And in my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great and wonderful things. Holy is his name. God makes all things possible. He looks upon us as his servants with favor. Turn to your neighbor and say, Favor from the Lord is good.
1: Favor from the Lord
0: is awesome. God makes all things possible, and it's good to know the favor of the Lord. This morning's message is going to be about all things being possible with God, for so we are servant leaders embracing God's will for the life and breath of the church. We all come with different gifts and graces. But if we simply reflect upon the statement, God makes it possible. Think about what is the it that he's making possible in your life today. I simply ask the question that Dr. Barnum asked during our church conference. What is the church today? Who are we? What are we about? And who are we looking to bring into the body of Christ? Yeah. For you see, God makes all things possible. Yes. We're all sinners saved by grace, and He came down upon our spirits. Maybe it was when we first came to the Lord. Maybe it was when Grandmother said, You'll never miss a day. And Papa said, And I'll make sure it won't happen. Yeah. Maybe it was when the Sunday school teacher lived across the street, and she said, it's my job to make sure you get there
1: every week. I'll be picking you
0: up at nine 10.
1: Don't be late.
0: And she didn't have to say to you, you need to bring your Bible. It was part of the outfit that you came to church with. You came with your shoes, your socks whatever dress you were supposed to wear that day and made sure the Bible was a part of your outfit. And for you see, that wasn't the Bible you could necessarily write in because growing up in our day and our time, we didn't write in the Bible. It was a holy instrument. High praise was given to the Bible. And you didn't write in it. You had that little notepad you kept on the side. My my Sunday school teacher said you keep this Bible holy. Don't write it in it. But she would also say God makes all things possible. Amen. And that's what I want us to think about more than anything as we continue through this Advent season. Has God made it possible? And what is the it that is possible in your life? God's made it possible for me to believe in healing. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that's not
0: a big deal. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was a stretch. Because I had seen people die that I thought were pretty good prayer warriors. And I said to myself, if he's that great in healing... Why didn't they get well? But God makes all things possible. For you see, we don't know the day nor the hour nor the breath of how long we will be in this body at this time. But God knows. He knows why he called us. He knows why he brought us to earth. He knows why he had us born into certain families. He knows all those facts. He makes all things possible. But what is the it in your life? What is it that you ponder more than anything? I say to the young people, what is it that you're pondering? What is it that you're thinking about? What is it that takes up a lot of time in your head? And it can get you totally distracted. You'll be sitting there in class and the teacher be saying, come back to
1: earth. <laughs> earth
0: to the students, what are you thinking about? What are you pondering about? What are you thinking about your future? And some people say, no, that's not what's distracting my mind. It's the guy around the corner or the girl in the other classroom. <laughs> Or the fact that, you know, I I got some money that my mother said and my father said I could spend it just on me. Not thinking a thing about science. Not writing anything in the math book. Passing notes. And hoping they won't get caught. What is it that you're thinking about? I hope you're praying about your future. I hope if you're... A junior or a senior, even a freshman in high school, you're thinking about God's preferred plans for your life. Because God makes all things possible. It doesn't matter whether you're the first person in your family to think about college. Do more than think about it, because God makes all things possible. The scripture today gives us a lot of insight about who Mary was. And it gave us a lot of insight about the fact that she was a virgin and, and she was talked to by an angel. It mm-hmm. used to be a show on, touched by an angel. Yeah. I think it's on reruns now. Mm-hmm. But if an angel came up and said to you, Miss Barker, you've been chosen to carry the king. He has to say a little bit more than that because most of us in our human state would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's trying to play a joke? Mm-hmm. First off, a talk of If we're really honest with ourselves. We know that it's possible, but God makes all things possible. But the fact that an angel would just come up on us and say, call us by name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I that's right. That They say no. Wow! Wait
0: a minute, right? <laughs> We go to running backwards, sideways, cause we'd be like, "What? Well, well, this is not in my scope of understanding."
1: Right,
0: but Mary didn't do that. Mary took it all in. Mary heard the word, got an understanding but she realized the favor of God. Amen. Amen. And so I implore you that if we're going to embrace that God does all things and God makes all things possible, mm-hmm. we have to be willing to say that in order to make it possible, Amen. He sends for favor. Amen. He sends for faith. Amen. He sends forth discernment. And He sends forth a, a spirit that allows us to believe who He is. It's not just enough to say God is, but it's enough to begin the process. In the United Methodist Church, we have a thing that's called the Wesley Quadrilateral. That's a tongue twister. And it talks about how we believe who God is. We believe Him through Scripture. We believe Him through reason. We believe them through experience, and we believe them through tradition. Because all of us experience God in different ways. But Scripture is on the top of the line. Because we can all have different thinking processes. We can all have different experiences level, And we can all bring different traditional understandings. But they come together to pull together to recognize the belief system says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, That who shall ever believe? And that's where the core of the understanding that God makes all things possible is where our faith meets our belief and our scripture becomes internal and the grace moves from us to not only believe but to dynamically embrace. For if you believe something and you don't act upon it, you just believe it. But if you believe it and you know it in your heart and it begins to nurture your spirit and grow you by grace, you'll move from believing to knowing that God makes all things possible. During this Advent season, we focused on the anticipation of a coming of a king. We looked at the assignment of knowing what it means to see the King's Spirit come into being. We focused on joy. We focused on love. But what did Mary say after the angel talked to her? She said, Here I am. I am your servant. Here I am. Oh, dear Lord. She didn't say, what you mean I'm a mother? I ain't been that place yet. I'm still engaged. I'm a virgin. Don't bring me down like that, Jesus. Oh, come on, angel. You must be talking to somebody else. She didn't go there with the angel. She just took it and said, Okay. Cheer in, Lord. You have superseded my human nature, deposited into me a divine nature, and you want me to bring forth into the world the Son of God. That's a powerful experience. That's a powerful image. That's a powerful recognition that God can do all things. That God makes impossible possible. Yes, Yes. But God takes purely our servant nature, humbles us, and says, I give you favor. And we say, I receive and serve. Servant nature is a powerful thing. Mary didn't necessarily take on with that smugness, even though she understood what was going on. And maybe she didn't understand everything that was going on, but she went with it. Yeah. She said, if she said it is, I'll take it for what it's worth. Here I am. Oh, what a mighty God we serve.
1: Man, man.
0: But the power of it all, why is that important to you and to me? Because what if Mary had have said no? What if Mary had have said, uh uh-uh, uh? No, God. No, angel. Because you can't take this notice as that. I don't want to be shamed like this. I don't want to be brought into an experience that I didn't call. Oh, no, Lord. Mm-mm. Take that back. Mm-hmm. I know that's really nice and everything, but, could, I mean, what? What? why pick me? Life would have been totally different. But Mary did not decline. Mary said Yes. Mary went along with what the angel said. Mary saw her expansion and said, I will bow down. He, another angel, was standing in a different scripture to talk to her husband-to-be. Said, I know you want to hold on to her. And so she won't be shamed or anything. But you don't have to worry about her being shamed. You need to be the father on earth. But the Father in heaven has deposited something into this young woman that is greater than you can imagine. Yes, take a back to that. Make sure y'all check in and let the tax collectors know everything. Get the legal documents. But that was set to honor what went on in the Old Testament. For you see, the Old Testament said how the king would come. The lineage is set up in Second Samuel. It would come through the house of David. It would come through a generational situation. It would come knowing that she would be connected to Joseph, and Joseph is part of the house of David. So the reality of what was spoken to the world in the Old Testament was delivered to the fullest in the New Testament. And the understanding is, what does that mean to us? Because of that, we can have salvation. Because of that, we can believe. Because of that, we can have all that God has deigned us to have. Because of that, we can have forgiveness. Because of God's great grace. Because of the baptism. Because we belong to the family. Because He loves us. We can have it all. For so the Scripture taught us a lot. It teaches us about love and joy. It teaches us about the house and the lineage. It teaches us about how to rest in God. And some of us need to stop right there and park.
1: Amen.
0: It also teaches us about life and obedience. Some of us need to park right there. Because our lineage and our connection and our willingness to obey and hear God lets us walk this journey out with steadfast love. Okay. But it also teaches us about the favor of God. For the angel told us not to be afraid. And some of us, if the truth be told, we walk around fearful that we're not going to pass the exam. We walk around fearful trying to step into God's preferred plan for our life, thinking, oh, if I step this way. Scripture says, do not be afraid. Are we bold enough to walk in the glory of the
1: Lord?
0: In the openness In the humility of God's great grace. Holy miracles were performed then. And they continue to be performed now. God informed Mary. The angel really didn't come asking Mary, do you want to be? Uh He was telling her that it already happened. The truth is, she didn't have a chance to reject the glory. The glory was already there. He was just trying to inform her. Get on board. Well, you see, Mary was going to bring forth the king, the child who was and always will be holy, the one who is called the Son of God and the Son of Man. He said, I'll bring you possibilities. For nothing, nothing is impossible with God. But to walk it out by faith. We have to submit to the will of God. Not to the will of God for your next door neighbor. But the will of God is for you. What God has for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. What God has for us is for us. There is no need to have a covenant eye. Against what God is doing for somebody else. Because God has already deemed there to be enough.
1: That we would not be
0: without the supply of life. That we would not be without the things He said we would have. If he can multiply two bread and five fish. he can make all things possible. If we only submit unto him. For so we are servants of the most high God. And we have to be willing to accept the plans that God has for our lives. We are all gifted, and there's room for the gift. We are all special, and there's room for our specialty. We are all well anointed if we choose to walk in the anointing. There's room at the end even though they looked for an end that would receive them. So eventually, Mary did not argue, did not quibble over her special place. Joseph did not leave her, nor forsake her, because of what seemed to be different than what he thought it would be. In the end, Mary's submission glorified the Lord. Will our submission do the same? This is not necessarily one of those get up and shout about messages. Because God is God. He can do all things exceedingly and abundantly well. There are mysteries in our faith. There is mysteries in our understanding. But if we choose to walk this day out, He'll keep us on the straight road. He'll keep us from making decisions, but He'll forgive us for making decisions we should not have. Only if we come to Him and ask Him for that favor to be renewed and restored. He's standing there waiting for us to say, I yield. I let go. I submit. I give it to you, God. But he's also saying, can't you still hear the angel? Can't you hear Gabriel calling your name? Can't you hear the trumpet for your personal situation? Can't you hear God saying, I'm ready to heal your body, to turn you around. I'm ready to touch you and give you the rest that you need. I'm wanting to give you the desires of your heart. But you want to have a different plan than the plan that I have set forth in your life. I called you into a favor relationship. Will you walk with me? Will you talk with me? Will you accept what I have for you? Or have you decided at this point, you know more about love. You know more about favor. You know more about possibilities, You know more about everything else than to hear the call. Of the angels. So I say to you this day, will you listen for the angels in your life and hear the trumpets blow for you so that you can walk in the favor of the Most High God? The doors of the church are open. Will you stand and sing the hymn this morning? Oh Little Town of Bethlehem Page 230